My dear brothers and sisters, how are you? I'm bringing you this video because I am, I don't have a platform. I'm building a platform. I'm using the platform that is available to me. Um, hopefully one day I am aiming to get a podcast. But anyway, let me get to what I'm talking about because none of that is important <clears throat> except this. We need to come together. Seriously, we need to come together. I'm talking to all this fighting, these Facebook videos that are being posted. It is only feeding into the narrative that black people are dangerous. We are um, ominous. We are threatening. We are um, evil because that's what they have labeled us as. As being black, which you are not. Black is a color. You're African American. And they have labeled us as being these these awful people. But we need to, to build up. We need to stop all this fighting. We need to stop <clears throat> with this drug addiction. With this, with this mental bondage that they have us under. We need to stop. And we are kings and queens. You are a queen. Rise up. Don't, you know what the word says? It says, don't be a stumbling block for your brother. It says to help your brother, lift your brother up. Now, if you know, I'm just going to pick a name out there. Joe down the street is a crackhead. And he'll paint your whole house for $20. You're going to have him do it. You know what? The word also says something about ill-gotten gains. So you used him. You took advantage of his situation to benefit yourself. How does that make you feel, really? If you know this girl got five kids and you buying up all her food stamps, do you think about, as you sitting at the table eating, do you think about what her children are eating? Even though she may go and sell them anyway, it's not right for you to do it. Think about that. Think about those kids. Think about how you can help that sister instead of putting a stumbling block in front of her. Because... A drug addiction is a mental bondage. And all you have to do is say, I'm done. And that's it. I know it works. Through God, it works. I have talked to people. I used to be an alcoholic. And... I went to church. I, I call myself going in church, but I went in church wrong. I didn't go in right. And I'm finna, we're going to get on church too, because I want to talk to you about that. I was in church. I was preaching. I was a minister. I had a radio show. But at the same time, you know, I'm doing, trying to do the best I can living this life that, that, that is supposed to be unto God. And at the same time, I'm living in the world. So, you know, 
the, the things of the world, the powers and principalities are steady coming at me, you know, but I realize even though I'm in church and I'm, I'm, I'm dressing, you know, uh, the, okay. You know how you go, have to go to church. Okay. You, and, and it, ladies, it don't mean that you got to be not, not yourself and not be sexy and everything. Okay. I know I'm jumping all over the place. So bear with me, please. Cause I do have a message about building each other up. Okay. <clears throat> I learned that when you go to church, sometimes that's church is a, is a, is a hospital. And when people go to church, they're spiritually sick, you know, like a hospital, you're physically sick. So a church, people go there physically sick and they are taken advantage of in church. Um, many times church is just, uh, um, church is a money building enterprise for that pastor and that congregation or his team whoever he has because as you're going to church you're paying tithes and you're hoping to get in heaven and then you're sitting there and you're looking through your purse and you're saying oh I don't have it this week Lord Lord help me I don't have it I'm praying to get the money to get to the pastor it don't come how can I get to heaven in the meanwhile pastor doing all right Pastor living in a, in a mansion. Pastor got a great big house. Pastor is doing well. Okay. Now let me tell you something. In South Africa, where our ancestors lived, they prayed to God. Our ancestors are our median to God. Christ, the Messiah, because I don't even know that his name was Christ. So Ako, I say the Messiah was the Redeemer. Nowhere does it state, or when you pray to God, that you have to go to this place where there are other spiritually wounded people at, where there's somebody up in the pulpit who's really not even helping anyone but himself, and enriching himself. Now I'm not going to say all pastors are bad. Because they're not. But many of them are. And and even when I had my ministry. I did not ask for money. Because I felt like if someone wanted to donate, that's fine. But I felt like you shouldn't be obligated to to. To pay me money because I got the Lord on my side anyway. That's who's going to bless me. That's who's going to bless my ministry. But when I was in my ministry, okay, this is what happened. You know, I dressed the part. I looked the part, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, all that. The whole nine yards. Okay, I looked the part and everything. I felt good about myself and I knew I was on the right path. But something was missing. When I was in church, I was sitting there and I see him get up. I get up, dance. I felt that spirit. But it's a different spirit. It's, it's okay, if you think about African days and, and their dances, they were dancing to God. And the, their ancestors, the spirit of the ancestors were with them as they were dancing. So when we dance and are filled with the spirit in church, that's what's happening. That's what we are feeling. 
It is real. It is really real. When you, when you see people pass out, you know, majority of the time, there's some that are faking, but when you see people pass out, it's real. It really does happen. You have a sense of euphoria. You are just, you know, that it's just, oh, you just know it. You know it when it comes and, but you don't have to be giving a man your money or or in there dealing with sister so-and-so and and the hypocrites that are in the church. And then there you go. And next thing you know, while you on trying to be on the path of righteousness, you in there with them and you, you back to being a hypocrite yourself. So what I'm trying to educate you to do, I want you to build yourself up to be the king or the queen that God has destined you to become. I can definitely help a a queen, a rebel become a queen because I was a rebel for a long time. And I have a story to tell about the transformation because what I was missing in church was my African ancestry. I was missing that spirit, the African spirit that came to me that made my stomach hurt when I was arguing with my husband, made my stomach hurt to the point that I thought I had to go to the hospital. And I went outside and I heard it just as, just as clear as she was standing next to me. Tell me, be quiet. Listen, there's nothing wrong with you. I want you to go back in there sit down on that couch and be quiet and listen. So when I went back in, and my husband went back to another, and I sat there and I just looked at him. And he looked at me, and then he said something else, trying to get me going again. And I just looked at him. He looked at me crazy, and then he said, hmm. And he flipped over and went to sleep on the couch. About 30 minutes later when he woke up, he was happy, in a good mood. Everything was fine. So I'm telling you that voice, ladies, that you are hearing is your ancestors trying to speak to you and tell you how to get on a good path. And I can help you to differentiate that good spiritual voice from those bad spiritual voices. And I'm going to tell you something else. They tell you if you don't go to church, you're going to hell. If you ain't, if you don't pay your tithes, you're going to hell. If you don't uh, be on the deacon board, you're going to hell. If you don't uh, be in the choir, the head of the choir, this your calling. This is what you was called to do. No, wrong. No. You don't have to do any of that. It's not about that. This is what it is about. And I had to learn it. It's about love, number one. Forgiveness. And living and honor in honor to God. Living a life of honor in honor to God. That's how you honor God. You live a life in honor to God. In order to do these things, you have to overcome whatever obstacles that are in your path. Say, for instance, you, you drink. You smoke cigarettes. You just got to leave it alone. It ain't no, well, I'm, a, I'm a, after this pack or, or let me finish this last one. Or let me buy two more. You got to leave it alone. Right now, this minute, I'm done. Drinking? Well, I'll be all right if I just have a wine cooler. I need to relax after work. 
Let me tell you something. No, you don't. It was by the grace of God that I never had a DUI because I'm going to tell you something. I was a stone alcoholic, functioning alcoholic, and I had a CDL. And I never got a DUI, but I ain't going to tell you, I'm not going to even lie and tell you that I was not drunk when I was at work. So it took, and it wasn't going to church that did it. It was because when I went to church, I would, I would drink. I still was drinking. And then I said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, you know, the flesh is willing, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the, but the flesh is weak. Or him living the life of a hypocrite in church. Get out the church. That's you got to get out the church. Go home. Go home and pray to God. And when I say pray, it ain't begging. You ain't got to get down there for hours and hours and hours, or cry and whine and beg and plead. All you got to do is say, "Lord, help me. I'm done. Take the taste away from my mouth. Remove it." To my ancestors, I need you. Help me. Please go to God on my behalf and help me. Christ, please. Messiah, please forgive me for my sins. I can't go back and ask everybody that I have hurt to, to, to forgive me. So I'm asking you, Lord, you know, God, you know, forgive me for what I have done. Forgive me of how I have hurt and go on and hurt no more. The Lord said, Go and sin no more. So just don't do it no more. Don't, you know, it's not um, you just going back and forth. No, we're not going to do that. We just don't do it no more. You 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 you, you think you got to have a drink after work? No, you don't. You don't have to have no drink after work. What you got to do after work, come in and say a prayer. Give me the strength and, and keep on going. Go on back in the other room, go fold some clothes, go do whatever you got to do. Take your mind off. Don't sit and dwell on it. Because when you dwell on it, that's when you start to flip-flop back and forth. Well, should I? Or if I just do this, then I do. No, just get away from it. Get your mind off of it. That's how. That's really, um, and I know that that, cause I, I'm going to tell you, I used to smoke cigarettes, and they cigarettes probably ain't as, ain't as bad as, cocaine or anything but i'm gonna tell you what's more powerful is god and this this right here the mind the mind is is i forgot how my husband put it but he says something about the mind is um god is oh it's over everything or something i forgot but it's, it's a certain kind of way that he said it my husband overcame a drug addiction and he just said, I just left it alone. He said, I said, Lord, I just left it alone. And I know my husband is my king. I know that because we are too much alike. We is just, he just, you know, he came in my life at a right time and he was ready before I was ready. I mean, I mean, he came and I, I mean, it's a story to tell. And it's, it's part of the program that, you know, I talk about. My program is free. Um, all you have to do is... Um, you can send a message to an email. You can email jacqh38 at gmail.com. I will get back with you. Um, and also I'll be making more videos. So um, if I can help you here, I'll help you here. If you would like some private help, 
I will help you privately. If you want to just watch videos, I watch videos. I don't want to make my videos too long because I don't want to be seen boring. But um, also, I'm going to reach out to my brothers in the streets and my sisters in the streets who right now are gangbanging. You, we all are a product of our environment. We were oppressed for over 400 years. And what we have learned during that time is how to oppress. So we oppress each other. We can, I can bully you. I can pick on you. I can fight you. I can shoot you. I can kill you. I can give you drugs. I can take away from you. I can destroy you. So that's what, but, 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 but us as African Americans or truly, we have in our hearts to love. That's what we have. That is in us. That's our first instinct is to love and give and 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 that's that's what we do first we do that first and and then we're re- we go in fight mode we go into oppress mode what we got to do we got to stop if you if you if you out there slinging drugs please stop think about that family think about that future king growing up in that household think about that future queen growing up in that household how they can grow up and make a difference in the world but you are oppressing them because you are oppressing that parent think about that young man who trying to make some money for his 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 mom to buy groceries and he's transporting drugs for you Think about that that little young king who might have his life destroyed because once he gets caught, there goes a, his, begins his police record. Please stop. Please stop oppressing each other. Please stop killing each other. They're already killing us. They're killing us with this virus. They're killing us with the police. This with the police did not just start. This has went on ever since we were freed as slaves. The Klan has always been in the police department. They are there now. They are hunting us. It's just now that we have cell phones that we're able to record it. But they have gotten away with this for a very, 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 very long time. The faces that we know, the names that we know, there are many, many others, many others. But they have gotten away with it and they will continue to get away with it until something is done and we demand change now. I demand that the police stop killing our black people, our African-American sisters and brothers. I demand that we stop killing each other. I demand that we stop oppressing each other. I challenge you to stop. Can you, will you stop oppressing each other? We need to build one another up. Ladies, we need to stop hating on one another. 
Let me help you to be that queen you are destined to be. Because I'm going to tell you something. It took me a long time to let this light shine that you see in me. There is a light. I see it myself. It took a long time for this to come out. I want to help you. We need to help one another, ladies. If you see a beautiful lady, tell her. I love the way you got your hair. I love your blouse. I like those shoes. You know, something to brighten her day. Don't give her an evil stir. Give her a smile. Well, you can't see one another's smile now because we got to wear these masks. But, you know, just lift one another up, ladies. Let's stop hating each other. We are all queens. And we all deserve kings. Don't take her king. Don't set out to get her king. Get your own king. There's one for you. We need to build one another up. And I'm going to use this platform and any other platform that the Lord blesses me with, hopefully a podcast, that where I can help build up our black communities. I am hoping in my community to have, I am very still reeling from the loss of our first black superhero. Lord, forgive me because this is, I am in a process just like you are. And it's taking a long time for me to get where I am, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be right moving forward. So forgive me when I use the term black. Because we are not black. Black is a color. We are African Americans. We are AAs. That's what we are. AAs. AAs stands for excellence. That's what we are. God built excellence when he made us. And the white people, the white people came from us. We were first. They came from us. I'm going to show you something. This beautiful baby right here was blessed. She was blessed to me. Look at her. That's my baby. That's Sadie. Can you see her? That's my baby, Sadie. Okay. Anyway. Um, Sadie is all black and a little bit of white up under. And the Lord revealed to me one day, Sadie, Sadie, all of a sudden, I was at somebody's house, and Sadie just said, do you want her? And I said, are you kidding me? You're going to give me this Shih Tzu? This dog is worth like $2,500, top of the line. She's a purebred. She's pedigree. She's looking at me because I'm talking about her. But anyway, she was the, a gift. I gave I gave her $50 because I just couldn't believe that she gave. Matter of fact, I went back the next day and asked her. I said, are you sure you're going to give he she's like yes you can please take her and i am not a dog person i got to tell you this story i am not a dog person at all and she's laying in my bed this is my baby i'm not a dog person i never have been don't like dogs matter of fact i had a dog and it was a shit suit years ago many many years ago probably about 10 and I neglected him. His name was Gizmo. Sweet as he can be, all he wanted to do was love. This is how God forgives you. 
All he wanted to do was love, but I neglected Gizmo. I didn't let Gizmo hardly come in the house. I kept him outside, and he was neglected, and, and he died. I got to admit what I did. Um, I didn't take the best care of him. You know, I didn't mistreat him, but I didn't take the best care of him. And I know I didn't. And you know when you do wrong. You may not tell nobody, but you know when you do wrong. And this is how God forgives. Because at my lowest point, when I was so sad, very sad, me and my husband were going through, I was just so sad. And we went over to somebody's house, and I was sitting on the couch, and she just ran to me, jumped up in my lap. I mean, jumped up to me and, and just, I was just sort of petting her. And I looked in her eyes and it was love at first sight. I fell in love with this dog. And when she came, I realized that it was God giving me another chance to do right when I did wrong before. One day, like, it was like, a couple days later, Sadie got out. My, she got away from my daughter who took her outside for a walk. And we lost Sadie for about maybe two or three minutes. You know, I cried my eyes out. I cried my eyes out. I yelled at my daughter. I said, how could you? How could you do that? How could you? And I was just, I was projecting really was what I was doing. Because my daughter was standing right there. And Sadie just took off. And I was projecting to my daughter what I did. And it brings tears to my eyes to think about. But when we came back around the corner, me and my daughter, because we were in the car, when we came back around the corner, my husband had Sadie. And I just started crying all over again because I was just so relieved. Because this baby has taught me how to love. She's taught me how to love unconditionally. I mean, I just love her. I just, through the day, I just pick her up and I hold her to my face and I just say to me, I please have a hug and she'll kind of nuzzle up with me and she'll kiss me, you know, on my face and I kiss her. I kiss my dog. I love my dog. I don't kiss her in the mouth, but I do kiss my dog. I love her. I keep her clean. I wash her. I put a little bit of smell good on her because she don't like to smell good. I mean, she don't like to smell good. When when she see me with a perfume bottle, she take off. But I just put a little bit of my scented lotion on her, and she smells good. And But that's the story of Sadie, and uh, that's forgiveness. So um, we have to forgive each other, definitely forgive ourselves. And once we do that, then we can go to the Messiah for forgiveness. So... Be watching out for the next video within the next couple days, maybe tomorrow. It depends on how the spirit moves me because I go through my ancestors. I love you all. Uplift one another. Remember these words. If you need to watch this video again, watch it again. I love you.